Hey guys, Ben here with BSL Nutrition. Welcome to episode number 16 of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple podcast. Today I had the pleasure of catching up with Dave Smith, Canada's top personal trainer of 2013. This dude is amazing, not only with what he's done with his online coaching business, uh, primarily working with females and fat loss um, and the types of programs that he's created, but also from a business standpoint for all you guys listening that are trainers looking to go into the online personal training space, Dave is offering a tremendous amount of value in terms of uh, the suggestions may, he makes uh, as we talk about making the transition from a one-on-one coaching business into an online training business and what sort of systems need to be in place. And, and listen, is it even the right fit uh, for you? Because it certainly isn't the right fit for everyone. So I think you're going to enjoy this podcast. Uh, do me a favor and subscribe, like, share, comment below, and uh And if you love the podcast, then write a review and uh, let us know how much you love it. We are always open to questions that you have and looking for, you know, looking to provide the very best content uh, available and and support you with any of your health and fitness goals. So uh, uh, without further ado, enjoy the podcast. All right, Dave, thanks so much for uh, being on the BSL Nutrition Show. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Ben, my pleasure. I'm excited to be here. Excited to chat health and fitness with you. Yeah, right on. So Dave, your body, uh, excuse me, your, your business is called Make Your Body Work. Um, what, what was the, how, how did that come about? Like, what exactly does that mean, Make Your Body Work? <laughs> yeah, you know, it actually started very dissimilar from where it is now. So I, I used to be a personal trainer and owned a fitness studio years ago. And I noticed that a lot of the clients that I worked with, they were more affluent clientele. And so that meant that they had summer homes or they vacation for the summer. And so over and over and over again, I'd have these clients who from September until May or June would be busting their butts with me in the gym, working on their diet, just like seeing huge body transformation. And then they would take off to their cottage. You probably experienced it through your class as well. I've been there, man. I've been there. Yep. (laughs) And then come back in September and they kind of sheepishly would come into the gym, head hanging down, you know, and be like, oh, Dave, like what, what happened to me? And so I started a spinoff from my personal training business, Make Your Body Work, that was uh, video workouts. And so I was creating all these video workouts and people were doing them, you know, on their docks at the cottages. And um, yeah, I did that for a couple of years and then slowly that morphed into a lot of other more coaching programs, not just exercise, but nutrition and mindset and lifestyle behavior change and all that. And that's, that's where I'm at. Today. I got it. That, that makes a lot of sense. Cause you have a phenomenal uh, YouTube page, especially for, for the, the fitness videos. Um, and so I suggest everyone go over, check out Dave's uh, is, is the YouTube make your body work. Yeah. If you search, make your body work anywhere, it'll come up. Okay. That, that's, you know, so those videos, so for maybe two or three years, I was doing two of these body weight workouts every single week and sending those out to my, my subscribers. And then when I shut down that part of the business, I had all these videos and was like, well, what am I going to do with them? And so just slowly started putting them on YouTube. So literally there's, I don't know, probably a hundred or 200 of these workout videos that are no equipment required. So go check, check them out. And yeah, we, we can. We can work out together. That's cool, man. No, that's great. Is is that stuff? I think is uh, well, especially for that type of population. But people need those types of things that they can do from a distance, especially with technology at this day and age. So kudos for for putting all that together and for obviously all the time and effort you've you've done. Um, 
Dave, what has kind of been the impetus for you? You know, I know you've been in the business for a long time, but what started that your, your drive towards personal training to want to, and, and specifically to want to work with uh, females, middle-aged females uh, in your business? Yeah, you know, I get asked this question all the time. And it's embarrassing because it's all for vanity reasons. So when, when I was in high school, honestly, it all started because I was self-conscious about my body. Um, I was the school president at my high school and was doing this presentation on stage. And afterwards, I was walking down the hall and I, I felt great about this presentation, was feeling really confident. And this girl came up to me and said, you know, Dave, you know what I noticed when you're up there on stage? And I was waiting for this big compliment, this huge ego boost. And she's like, I noticed you've got really tiny arms. Oh. <laughs> and honestly, I, I just, it really, it was the first time in my life that I had a body image issue. And, yeah. you know, I can joke about it now, but it was very real. As an 18-year-old boy, I went from thinking that, hey, I was confident there's nothing wrong with me to thinking there's something wrong with me. And literally the next day I went and joined a gym and like I said, 100% vanity reasons. I was doing bicep curls all day long. And it mm -hmm. developed in me, though, a real passion for not only just workouts, but, you know, getting into what, what's fueling my body, what's propelling my body to be the best body that I can have. And as I became a personal trainer, originally, I thought, okay, I'm going to want to work with athletes just because I have quite an athletic background and did start working with athletes. But I noticed something that I had a few clients who were female athletes and they went through pregnancy and coming out the other side of pregnancy, they had similar body image issues to what I remembered experiencing. And so really that's the connection is working with these women and not saying that men, other men don't have body image issues. They do for sure. But I find women are, are more apt to talk about it and to want to get some help with that. And so just over the years, my personal training business became less and less athlete focused, less male focused. And eventually I noticed my entire roster of clients, it was all females. And so when I went into online fitness, that had really become my sweet spot. I feel like I speak that language with, with those clientele. And, and now that's all the only people I serve are women who are looking to lose weight, primarily during sort of like a perimenopausal or menopausal time in their life. What are, what are, the, what are the typical complaints that women, when they find you, what are they coming and saying? saying to you about what they want to accomplish, what they need help with? You know, the biggest one by far is a message of, I've always been exercising just like I am right now. I've always been eating just like I am right now. Mm -hmm. And I've never had a weight issue until now. And, you know, part of me, I'll admit, as a man, I, I'm never going to experience menopause. I'm never going to experience those hormonal shifts that cause that, that change. But I think after years of working with this clientele, I do understand those women and I know that it's real and that it's scary because they feel like they're doing everything right, just like they always have. And they used to get great results and all of a sudden those results stop. And, you know, you know, Ben, for you or I, imagine that. Imagine if going into the gym, you know, always worked for us and all of a sudden it stopped like it would be confusing and scary. And so mm -hmm. it actually I get excited to work with those women because you know, there are solutions out there, but it, it, there has to be a change. There has to be something done differently. And so what are, what are the common steps that you take to, heart, to help them implement uh, the change? And, and what, are kind of one of the, what are the big ones that you find most of those clients need to start doing differently? 
Uh, again, great question. And I think this is probably going to resonate with you. I know, I know you and I have spoken, uh, you're on my podcast. And so I know some of your background, but a huge one is changing the emphasis of exercise from being cardiovascular based to being strength training based. And it's really cool because in the industry, again, you probably see this all the time as well. It's becoming more and more publicized that like women, you got to get in the gym, you've got to start lifting weights you need to that metabolic boost that you get when you start adding some muscle to your frame and mm-hmm. so many women in that demographic say you know 45 or 50 year old women who for years they've been runners or they've been cyclists or they swim or they do aerobics and then their body all of a sudden their metabolism has changed their hormones have changed and that sort of exercise it just isn't going to stimulate fat loss like it right. used to so the first step we always start let's get in there let's lift some weights awesome i love that what's the progression that you take because you can't just say, go to LA Fitness and start following my training program because, you know, there's no way women are scared to death, in my experience, of everything that the gym represents. So kind of what are, what are, what are some of those steps that you take to help them overcome the fear of being in the gym, being uh, looked at and, and criticized potentially and, uh, you know, all of those things? Yeah, you hit on something that's so huge, the whole gym atmosphere, the idea of going into the man part of the gym. And I hate to say that, but it's so true. It's like women, you're on the treadmill and on your ellipticals and men go and lift the weights. So my big message is to reframe what it means to do strength training. And strength training typically is, you know, people think about lifting dumbbells, lifting barbells. And instead, I like to think about it how are you moving your body aside from doing cardio? So I take women through the primal movement patterns, six primal yeah. movement patterns. And you know, for your audience, if you haven't heard about it, we're talking about uh, lunging, squatting, bending, twisting, pushing, and pulling. And if you can get that into your head, that strength training is just putting your body through those six movements that we're all built to do. It's a lot less scary than thinking mm-hmm. strength training means going into that part of the gym and lifting up weights. So we quite often we'll start with body weight, body weight exercises that train those six primal movement patterns. And as there's some confidence developed in, in, you know, doing strength training in general, then venturing into, you know, going and picking up a dumbbell and replicating those movements, but with added resistance, it's a lot safer than just saying, let's go bench press. So, and you have all of those workouts that you developed that are, basically in home, you know, body weight, full body workouts as well. So that's probably a a great place to start for people. Yeah, yeah, definitely in home or going to the gym. And a a lot of the people, a lot of the women that I work with, they do go to the gym and they're typically, you know, like I said, doing cardio. And so maybe it's going into like a classroom or studio and just starting some of those movements and then progressing into doing the weights in the weight section. But you're you're right on is that the progression has to be there because if you go from being someone who say is a runner and you've run for 30 years and all of a sudden your trainer says or someone tells you go lift weights well man how the heck are you going to know what to do yeah yeah and especially with all the stigma around weightlifting and muscle building and and the, the really logical fear of of women not wanting to look big and bulky and it's mm-hmm. um and so I, I can appreciate the steps and the reframing involved there is helping them better understand is they're just moving, right? It's not like we're trying to get you big and bulky and nor is that even going to happen. 
but you have to understand the progression involved in just getting you to move in a different way that's going to help stimulate more fat loss down the road. Yeah. Which it becomes a very easy selling point. So say if I get a, a client who's never done any strength training, she does it for even four weeks and starts to see usually what they notice is some definition in their arms. And maybe even just saying that, that sounds scary, but take a look at some women who have been doing some strength training and their arms look awesome. A little mm -hmm. bit of tricep definition, a little bit of deltoid definition. And when women start to see that, it's an easy sales pitch after that because they like the way that their body's starting to look. Yes. Yes, I always, I, I always, when I was working with females, I always, you know, we have to talk about it different than it, it, what's happening with weight, but essentially is, is by strength training, you're helping someone uh, change their frame and essentially take up less space, even though they may be denser, right? They may have more muscle mass, but you're essentially going to take up, you're going to be a smaller version uh, of yourself, uh, potentially. So, no, that's, that's right on. So how do, with, okay, so with your, so you do only online coaching and, and with your coaching program, Dave, how do you help your female clients? How do you help them establish accountability with their fitness and, and with their nutrition uh, from, from a distance? Yeah, you know, actually the most value that I think I add to my clients is actually facilitating community. Um, you, you can go and get a workout program on online for free and it'll probably be okay. Some people do need specific workouts, but there's tons of free stuff out there, but trying to do, implement that on your own is really hard. And that's why most people don't do it. Same with diet. You can go and download a meal plan for free, probably in a minute and it probably is okay. But to implement, that's the tough part. So the value that I add is bringing together women who are in the same demographic stage of life. There's uh, going through the same problems they have the same goals, bringing those women together, getting them onto a similar program, and then them being like each other's accountability partners and creating sort of that tight-knit family where they spur each other on. So it's interesting because I have all these Facebook groups of women who are working through different programs of mine looking to achieve a certain goal. And I'm the only guy that's allowed in those Facebook groups. And I'll admit, sometimes I go in and we'll strike up conversation. And I feel like I, maybe I don't even believe along here because there's so much you know female chatter going on and it's really neat to see them encourage each other um, but yeah sometimes sometimes i think i'm the outsider now what have i created <laughs> yeah and then they just take care of each other but you answered my my next thought which is how are you establishing community because we've realized and it took me a long time personally to realize this essential need in any kind of uh, coaching program but the need for a community and, and we see it in a gym setting. We see it in, uh, I think CrossFit is a really good example of, of, of a fitness culture. How are we creating community and a culture within our business that allowing people to support each other and taking the demand off of, of us just saying, you know, holding you accountable, just pushing you and, and us trying to do it for you. Very cool. You know, and, and Ben, that's actually why I transitioned out of personal training because the thing that I loved about personal training was teaching. And I found that the, the longer that I did it, the less I was teaching and the more my clients were looking to me to be their community. And I'm not saying that's problematic. You know, it's great that I could provide accountability, but I, I think I'm a gifted teacher. 
and to be the guy that just is there so that someone shows up to see them in the gym. I don't think that's my role. So for your audience, whether it be working with an online coach or even just recruiting some of your friends or family or coworkers or whoever it is, but getting that accountability, it is so key. Once you have that, you know, implementing a program is much, much easier. Yeah, that's great. And, and we share similar paths. And I also found that, you know, my purpose wasn't best served uh, in a one-to-one coaching standpoint. And that I think I can help a lot more people uh, by helping share other practitioners information like we're doing here. Um, Dave, I kind of want to sidestep here and I want to talk a little more from a business standpoint um, because we do have a lot of actual trainers that um, listen to the podcast and, and I'm very intrigued about what you've done with your business um, and how you've done it with your business. Um, but I think first, could you talk about the value uh, that you found from actually being able to su- successfully niche down to say, you know, comfortably say like this, these are the women, these are even the age groups that I work with and these are the problems that they struggle with. And, and what's, what's the importance of doing that in a business? That most, that's the most important thing. Uh, I'll say, so I've been in online fitness since 2009, I believe is when I started and I did it all wrong for the first year or two, which I'm embarrassed to say because my, my formal education, a lot of it is in business. You know, my first undergrad degree is in marketing. And so I should know this to pick your niche and, and, and go for it. But when I had this subscription model where people were subscribing to my workout videos, I promoted it as workouts for everyone from athlete to beginner and it's no wonder in retrospect my business did okay but i i wasn't crushing it until i decided like this is who i really am passionate about this is who i actually want to get to know and this is who i'm going to serve and you know it's funny because every single week every single week maybe multiple times per week i get emails from quasi angry men who have been on my website and they say things like I saw this guide and it said it's just for women why can't I use it or I took this quiz and then the results say it's only for women why isn't it for me and I always write back and I'm like here are a couple guy trainers online go check their stuff out I'm I'm serving women sorry that's awesome no that's great so so how has your how has your business model and I think you alluded to it but how's your business model changed over the years now from your you know one-on-one coaching to now where where are you with with your business model you know my my business is all about systems because like i said i've been at this for years and so as you grow your audience it's great but the downside of that is more and more people feel like they know you and so i have a podcast that's been going on for three years and a lot of people listen to every single episode and they feel like we're good friends they probably feel like i'm their personal trainer Again, it's awesome. That, that's what I want. But that also means I get a lot of email. I get a lot of comments. I get a lot of people reaching out to me and it just takes up time. So now a lot of my time spent is connecting with people who aren't even paying me anything. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to spend my time helping people who aren't even paying me anything, then my revenue generating side of my business needs to be very systematized and and very automated so that I don't need to be worrying about, is it working? Are people getting their lessons? Are people getting, you know, the resources that they need and the help that they need? And so that's really what I focused on is being a systems guy where everything works as smoothly as possible. And my job is being a teacher. And that's what I love is being that teacher. 
So Dave, what do you say to the trainer? Because every trainer now wants, understands the, the benefits potentially of growing into the online space and how they can affect more people. What do you say to the trainer that is afraid of creating automation or afraid that it's going to dilute their their value when they're not working because all of us you know when we're training one-to-one we know that our clients love us they love the time that we can give to them Um, so how do you you know what would you say to the trainer that's afraid of moving into any kind of automation for fear of their clients feeling like they're not getting as much value as they once were Mm -hmm. That's uh, a great question. I, I would actually say to trainers who are listening that online training or coaching isn't for everyone. Um, I, I actually do a lot of coaching myself, like business coaching for personal trainers who are trying to transition into the online world. And I, I do have some some trainers who try it and they say, you know what, I miss that face-to-face. I miss actually physically being in the gym. So my advice is try it. See how you like it and see how your clients like it. I know from experience from doing it for years and then, like I said, teaching trainers how to do it, most clients, I think I can safely say this, most clients actually prefer it because it's not just that one hour in the gym where you take them through some exercise. It is if you can create a community, they get so much value out of that. And I I know it sounds sounds easy and I guess it really is, but if you can create a community of like-minded individuals, the value that you're offering them is so much more than sitting beside them in a gym at a piece of equipment, you know, telling them to do so many reps. Yeah. Try it. Don't, don't listen to me. Try it for yourself. Yeah. No, that's, that's really good advice. And I, I think the community standpoint is absolutely instrumental. So for all those trainers listening, uh, whatever you can do to help improve that community and culture is going to be extreme, far be far more value than what you can personally offer to your clients and then potentially allow you the opportunity to take a step back and let your community do the work for you like you were talking about, Dave. Which, um, Ben, you, you asked a really great question about niching down earlier. And that's, I just want to emphasize this point for trainers who are listening. Niching down is so important because if you don't, if you're just, let's say you call yourself a fat loss guru and you try and create a community of people who are trying to lose fat, think about how different those clients could be. You, you could have a 50 year old businessman and a 31 year old woman who just had her first baby, and their connecting points are going to be completely opposite ends of the spectrum and your community is going to suffer. And therefore, that value that the community offers to any of your clients is hugely diminished. And the role of you will be going in and creating that one-on-one, you know, sort of training relationship with each of those individuals. Whereas if you can get rid of, you know, 90% of those clients and say, it's just going to be this tight niche, man, it makes a world of difference. The strength of your community goes up and then your role completely changes. Yeah, that's huge because their point, their pain points are so very different mm-hmm. in terms of what they're struggling with. Even though they both want to lose fat, it's we're speaking to them in two very different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's huge. Thank you for thank you for that, uh, Dave. What? Who are uh, a couple of people that you're continuing to learn from, specifically in the last you know one to two years? Be it coaches, be it uh, you know just through literature, or media. Who who are you learning from right now? Yeah, well, I'll give you two. So one from a from a coach's perspective, um, there's an author named Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, are you familiar with Brene Brown? I am. 
So she's all about uh, relationships and developing intimacy. And when you first look at her work, it, it has nothing to do with fitness. And, you know, any coaches out there, you look at that and think, well, why would I need to read this? But from a relationship standpoint, it's huge. And any service-based business is all about relationships. So I highly recommend that. And then from a business standpoint, I'm a big fan of Russell Brunson. Yeah. He's the originator of a software solution called ClickFunnels. And this guy, he's, he's a marketing genius and just has so much wisdom in terms of automation, but also in terms of how to connect with people and build a relationship without it actually being a one-on-one -on -one relationship. So sort of reaching the masses without spending all of your time on email. Yeah, I just, uh, I just read Dotcom Secrets and I'm just, just starting to play around with ClickFunnels for our BSL nutrition business. And, and our product. So that's very cool. Um, he's amazing. He's amazing. Uh, and ClickFunnels is a game changer, or at least it was for me. So hopefully it will be for you as well. I'm excited about uh, getting it going and learning more about it. Absolutely. Hey, Dave, uh, what are uh, just a couple more questions? What are some failures that have set you up for success later down the road? Oh my gosh, so many. <laughs> yes. Um, big one. Big one. You know, yeah, I'd say a huge one for me when I got into online business, like I said, I have a business background. And so I'm an entrepreneur through and through. And I had all these entrepreneurial ideas and started actually multiple online businesses. So at one point, you know, I was running an online fitness business. I was running a SEO business, which mm -hmm. is something that, you know, I love, I'm skilled at, but had all these clients I was doing consulting. I owned an online tea business where I, I sold physical tea, tea products and just all these different things. And it was very much shiny object syndrome as I get an idea and think it was the greatest thing and add it to my plate. And I quickly became the jack of all trades, master of none and wasn't serving anyone. And so eventually it got to the point where I had to get rid of everything and say, you know what, even if one of those could have been an all-star business, I'm focusing on what I'm passionate about. And, and, and that really has led to the success where I'm at now. That's good advice and something that I continue to struggle with, struggle with that I think a lot of us small business owners and entrepreneurs struggle with is, is just there's so many shiny objects and we <laughs> think true. that we can be so successful at so many different things and just, you know, focusing on one is, is more than likely the, the best, the best thing that you can do. You know, and it goes back to the whole niche thing. Even some of the trainers who I'm coaching, they will say, yeah, I like working with this group, but I also like this group. And my message is to them, okay, that's fine. I'm not saying you'll never work with that group again. Yeah. And as a business owner, I'm not saying never start another business again. I'm saying focus on this one, give it your 100% right now, see where you can grow that. And once you get that into a system and it's automated, then you can go explore. But until you get that system, don't, don't waste your time. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. Um, last question is Dave, what is uh, some of the best advice that you've ever received? Yeah, man, again, so many options. Um, I'm big on having mentors. So I always try and keep a couple mentors in my life. And one of them, he stole this quote from somewhere. I forget who originated it, but the idea of you become the average of the five people who you spend the most time with. Yeah. Who, who said that originally? Do you know? Uh, it's, it's on the tip of my tongue, but it's not like Dave Ramsey or, man, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know, but, but that's a good one. And, and very important for us entrepreneurs to be surrounding ourselves with people that are going to only challenge us to be better. 
Totally. And so I, I'm very strategic. I try and find someone who's better than me at business, someone who's better than me at health, someone who's better than me at relationships, someone who's better than me spiritually, and pick those people and try and hang out with them. And I, I know for me, it always gives me something to aspire to. And I, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without, without constantly doing that and, and, and changing it, you know, like who you invest in will change today versus a year from now. So don't yeah. be afraid, be afraid about reaching out to new people. And you know what, if there's people that are listening to this call and they're interested in online fitness, you know, reach out to me. I, I'd be happy to talk with you about your business and, you know, hopefully inspire you a little bit to, to grow it and get it where you want it to be. Well, that's why I wanted to hit on, on that avenue is because I think while you have so much, um, so much value in talking to, you know, menopausal, premenopausal women in terms of weight loss and, and you've run in such a phenomenal program from a, from a coaching standpoint and from a entrepreneurial business standpoint is I, I also think that, you know, people need to be aware of that value. And I'd love for trainers listening that are thinking about venturing or in the process of venturing and need some assistance, you know, to reach out to you because clearly, you know, you're doing a good job with what you're up to. Dave, where can both from a, from a coaching standpoint and from a, for, so from an entrepreneurial coaching and from a fitness standpoint, where can people find more about you? Yeah, the easiest place to connect is just at makeyourbodywork.com and there's a contact form and you can contact me there whether it's a health question or if it's a business question. And then the coaching program that I run is under the name, it's the Online Trainers Federation. And my partner and I, we have a bunch of different courses and a bunch of different materials. And But to learn about that, yeah, do start out by talking to me and we can find it if it's the right fit and I can help point you in the right direction if it's something, if there's something else that you need. So make your bodywork.com is the best place. That's awesome. Well, uh, as all you Canadians say, beauty, beauty, <laughs> you, you've been a beauty and, uh, Dave, I just, I really appreciate uh, you and your time and everything that you're doing in the fitness and health and coaching space. And, and so thank you for all of that. And I'll look forward to, uh, to talking to you more down the road. Awesome, Ben. My pleasure. And uh, yeah, like I said, hopefully I can connect with you and your audience. However I can be of assistance, that'd be awesome. Awesome, brother. Take care.